Yay Networks. Hello and welcome to the Evil Lawyer's Guide to Life. I am the Evil Lawyer and you are not. And we are back in Uvalde. This is show number five. You know, remember that bully? Everyall had a bully, right? Remember that bully? That bully that um, he would go after the weak kids. He would go after the kid that looked like he couldn't defend himself. He was all tough and everything when somebody didn't have any way to defend themselves. <sighs> Starting to think those guys all went to work for Uvalde Police Department. Because, you know, in the face of a guy who's inside a school murdering all the children, they sure are weak and frightened, a bunch of pussies. But in the face of some journalists, or as we spoke about last week and we're going to readdress today, in the face of parents, parents who are being held outside in handcuffs, and listening to that gun pop, pop, pop one after another, and wondering if that's their kid that just died. In the face of those people, they're awfully brave. Uvalde police have um, now begun, and just in addition to, in addition to, not giving out information, not cooperating with the Texas Rangers, not cooperating with the feds, in addition to all that, in addition to the wall of silence that has gone up around the Uvalde police, uh, the regular city police and the school police, in addition to the wall of silence that's gone up around now city councilman Pete Arredondo, the chief of that police, 30-year law enforcement veteran, 30 years in law enforcement, had just posted on his Facebook, had just posted to Facebook, about active shooter training, bragging about it right before this. 30 years of law enforcement, came out of Laredo. We can't find anything on him before Laredo, except for he was a 911 dispatcher at one time. 30 years of law enforcement, this guy tells the cops, allegedly tells the cops to stand down. Hang around for 50 minutes while one of these kids... According to paramedics, allegedly could have been saved, but lay there and bled to death during the time that the police were standing around. Standing around in full body armor, standing around with riot shields, standing around with M4. That is the law enforcement version of the AR-15 style rifles. The murderer used standing around with M4s, some of which are believed to be fully automatic M4s, standing around until the Border Patrol showed up, and then they stood around. And an off-duty Border Patrol officer borrows a weapon from his barber and goes in and puts this guy in the his dirt nap. Bunch of pussies. I try not to use language on my show, but I really can't think of any other language to use. And everybody knows how pro-cop I am. Everybody knows about my multi-million fan Facebook page that was deplatformed right before the 2020 election theft called Defend the Police. Everybody knows I'm as pro-cop as you can get, but these guys aren't cops in my book. Cops are charged, you know, uh, yeah, okay, you know what, I'm also a lawyer, 
So I understand that just because it says to protect and serve on the side of every police car doesn't mean that they are to protect and serve. Actually, the only responsibility police have is to the law and the government. They do not have a responsibility to protect you. If you believe police have a responsibility to protect you, I can point you to some Supreme Court judges' judgments that say they don't. I was going to talk about Supreme Court judges today. We were going to do an entire show on Roe v. Wade, but this is just more important. We can talk about Roe v. Wade and the left's maniacal response to uh, that horrible decision that, pardon my uh, choice of terms, miscarriage of justice from 1973. I don't know. How long did it take us to kill 70 million babies? About 50 years. That's two generations that vanished. But we're gonna we'll do a whole show on that, if not two or three. We'll talk about the fact that out of seventy million people, what are the odds that one or two of those might have cured cancer? Solved the cold fusion problem. Any number of other things. But right now we're gonna talk about kids who were too old to be aborted and how they died under the watch of Pete Arredondo and these, quote, cops who have suddenly become very, very brave. Not when it comes to opening their mouths, but when it comes to pushing around anyone who is trying to find out the truth. When it comes to harassing the parents who tried to go in and save their kids as they listened to them get murdered one after another after another. You can find us at www.evillawyersguide.com. If we're not currently banned, we're on at Evil Lawyers Guide Facebook. And if we're not currently banned, we're at Evil Lawyer, no S, Guide on Twitter. Got a lot of emails from a whole lot of police officers. And with the exception of one, every single one of them said, Generally the same thing. I'm going to paraphrase hundreds of emails. I would have been in there regardless of the orders immediately. And I know that's really easy to say when you're not there, but I know some of these guys personally, and they've done things exactly like that. So I don't disbelieve for one second that there are a lot of officers, real cops in the state of Texas and everywhere else, who would not have allowed this to happen. Unfortunately, none of those cops work in Uvalde, Texas. Now, it's one thing to be too chicken shit to go into a school and save children, even though it's it's not your job to protect and serve. Like I said, there's a Supreme Court case about this that says that they don't have to protect you. As a matter of fact, the police could stand there. I'm not saying they would, unless they were these guys. They could stand there, have a donut and a conversation and a cup of coffee while someone stabs you to death, and they don't really have to do anything. They are charged with enforcing the law, so after that guy finishes stabbing you to death, they'll arrest him and take him to jail. Unless they're too afraid, they might get stabbed too. Once again, I'm just talking about these guys. I'm not talking about all cops. I don't know all cops, 
But having had millions of them on that Facebook page before Mark Zuckerberg decided to deplatform it, and having known an awful lot of them over the years and being friends with a lot of them currently, this is not the police response that anyone would expect unless there was something going on behind the scenes. And I've been trying to dig into how Pete Arredondo got elected to city council. I want to know who put up the money. I want to know who put up the money for Pete Arredondo's election. It's really funny this happened right after he won that race and was on his way out anyhow. I want to know who put up the money for Salvador Ramos, or Sally as we call them. Is that the pronoun? I don't know. Like I always refer to the pictures and the rumors that he was trans. I want to know who put up the money for those Daniel Defense weapons. Because I couldn't just, you know, as we talked on the show earlier, I couldn't finance them, and I got great credit and good income. So how in the world did he get them? I also would like to know, and we've talked about this on every single show about this, who paid for him to leave the Canadian border and go to the Mexican border? Who paid for all that? And so I thought, <clears throat> if I could find anything on Pete Arredondo's campaign for city council, I could track it back and find out who his donors were. Well, the funny thing is, everything involving Pete Arredondo, police chief of the Uvalde school system, everything involving his run for city council has been scrubbed from the internet. You know, I've been telling people, I tell people this all the time, if there's information you like and you want to keep it around, you better save it on your own computer because the cloud is unreliable. Anything they don't like that's on the cloud, they can take it down, they can bury it. We used to do this in civil cases. You send us a request for documents, you might get an entire truck full of documents. And good luck looking through all those under a deadline. You know, now there's so much information, even if it's not scrubbed, they can just plain make it impossible to find. But I really find it odd that somebody who ran for city council there successfully ran for city council. And I've got friends on the city council in Dallas, Texas, and I know they spend a fair amount of money to get on that. And they have backers I may not agree with, but they are my friends. And, um, you know, I can go on to the Wayback Machine. Anybody who does any internet research knows about it. Uh, you go on the Wayback Machine and see what was on the internet way back, whenever. There's not a single thread of evidence I can find in 25 years as a trial lawyer. I not a single. My research skills are are okay. Not a single thread of evidence I could find aside from a picture of one campaign sign that Pete Arredondo ran for anything. I'm not saying he wasn't elected. You don't have to run to get elected. Look at our White House. What I'm saying is there is no evidence, and the evidence is what I was attempting to use to find out whose pocket he was in. Because if I could find out whose pocket he was in between me and all of you guys, we might be able to find out whose pocket Salvador Sally Ramos was in. And if we know that, then we'll know who paid for this 
who orchestrated it, and who deserves to be sitting on Texas death row until he gets put to sleep like the dog that he is. And I think it would probably be several people. In fact, I don't know if death row in Texas has enough rooms for all of them, but we'll make room. Uvalde police have now started a campaign of terror against journalism who go to Uvalde and try to find out information about any of what I've just been talking about, threatening them with arrest, uh, threatening them with (laughs) arrest for assault and battery for allegedly bumping into a paramedic and saying that uh, they will be charged with felony assault on a public servant if they bump into anybody, threatening them with arrest for trespassing outside public buildings trespassing outside public buildings. Do I need to repeat myself? They're not even given press conferences anymore, but the press that's there, these brave Uvalde police officers are threatening them with arrest. Where was those where where were where were those cojones when Salvador Ramos was in that building for almost an hour firing over and over and over again and you guys stood around outside with your weapons and your functioning bulletproof vest as opposed to this kid whose bulletproof vest didn't even work and your riot shields and you claimed the door was locked and you didn't have a key and we now know that that is untrue that the door was not locked kind of like the door into the school where was that threatening bullying attitude then now they only seems like for now until someone decides to bring in the department of justice the only thing the people who have been threatened with arrest for going down there and trying to report on this have been able to do is go to the city council which is just hysterical since the guy who let all of this happen is now on the city council. I understand he has been suspended uh, or he's not showing up or, you know, there's a different story every single day. It's only come to you once a week for now. Um, The different story every single day, you know, by the time I get back to you, we may have four different stories. So is he not showing up? Has he been suspended without pay? Uh, I don't even think it's a paying position, to be honest with you. But it gets worse. You know, it's one thing to say that the the police are trying to intimidate journalists. Journalists, you know, paparazzi type in particular, can be, you know, they can be hard to deal with. They do things like show up at funerals and stir people up and everything else. That's one thing to say that maybe the police have hassled them a little bit. I don't think it's right. I think it's more evidence of this massive cover-up going on in Uvalde, Texas, especially when they shut out the Texas Rangers. Where's Chuck Norris when you need him? Angela Gomez, or Angelie Gomez, is one of the women who attempted ran into the school to save her own kids and was handcuffed. Now, her attorney has alleged that she has been targeted by the local police for speaking out about the incident, wrote a letter 
requesting uh, that they stop harassing her. She's a farm worker with children who were in that school. She was handcuffed by the police officers as she tried to run into the school and finally talked the police, the Valdi police who were all standing around outside doing nothing, finally talked them into releasing her and then pulled a fast one and jumped the fence, ran into the school and pulled her kids out. She didn't get shot. She didn't have on bulletproof gear. She didn't have a riot shield. She didn't have an M4. And yet she was able to run in there and get her kids out. He would think she'd get a medal. She hadn't gotten a medal, though. She's getting harassed by the police down there. Allegedly, the police have been basically parking outside her house and hassling her and her kids to the point that she's had to send her kids to live with another family member. They have run her family out of town. Haven't run her out of town yet. She's got herself an attorney. So if you're listening, attorney, I can't find your name. I hope you sue them. I hope you and every other attorney in Uvalde who's equipped and qualified gets in on this and sues them. Yeah, I know they have governmental immunity, but under these circumstances, I'm not going to try and teach anyone how to practice law, but you know what I'm talking about. There are ways around that. She's been threatened by communications with her family, threatened for being a whistleblower, threatened for talking about the inaction of law enforcement, threatened for... Uh, speaking to the press, this is all alleged. It's all alleged. So she finally sends her kids out of town and gets a call. She told CBS earlier this month she received a call from someone in law enforcement telling them that if she kept speaking to the media, they would violate her probation. She's on probation. Yeah. Lots of people are on probation. She bravely tried to go into the school to save her kids and ended up in handcuffs. And then when they let her go, she pulled an end run, pulled a fast one and ran in there and saved her kids anyway. I wonder how many other parents, how many other parents who were held outside and not released from the handcuffs who had to listen to that gun go off and off and off and who lost their children wish they had been able to slick their way out of those and run in there and save their kids. You know, it's funny. Parent runs in there to save her kids. No bulletproof gear. No law enforcement training. She's a farm worker. Not armed. Comes out. Saves her kids. Comes out with her children. Yet, you've got 19, I believe. 19 as far as the information that I got. Allegedly, 19 fully armed, vest-wearing officers with some with riot shields standing around outside. Now, did you like the picture we put up last week of the one standing inside the school talking on his cell phone? How about the one looking at his cell phone? What was he doing? Is he on Facebook? I bet you he was on Facebook. That's just my opinion. I wonder if he was on Facebook. Or maybe Grinder. Maybe he was on Grinder. Love to ask him, but I don't feel like getting arrested. This is a uh, 
It's a USSR level of media blackout going on in Uvalde, Texas, when they um, when they start threatening to arrest anybody. It reminds me of a case I had a long time ago where I went over with my investigator to look at, it was a police brutality case. We didn't do many of those, but we did a couple. And when we worked them, we worked them hard. We went over to look at the scene of where a cop had uh, beat up my client, allegedly. And um, they threatened to arrest me. Told me I was going to need my own lawyer. I assured them that I had several. And they did go ahead and allow us to look around. And then they threatened to arrest my employee. Then this agency went back, nailed my client when he was walking from the bus to the train and beat the absolute snot out of him, put him in the hospital. And at that point, well, things got litigious really, really fast. Now, when you start talking about cover-ups and when you start talking about law enforcement, law enforcement retaliation against people who tell the truth, that's when you need agencies like the Texas Rangers. And dare I say it, the Department of Justice, although we don't have a Department of Justice anymore, we've got Biden's Department of Injustice. We're going to be against anything that doesn't support their agenda and for anything that does. And what supports their agenda more than some guy coming out of nowhere and shooting up a school in the middle of a political argument about guns? So I would propose that we continue trying to figure out where the money came from. Because if you can follow the money, you can always follow everything else. We already know the motive behind this. All you got to do is look at the Democrats jumping up and down about their uh, new gun laws to know what the motive was behind this. But you know the really sad thing? really sad thing is there's 19 people dead We use political theater in this country and radicalized, mentally ill individuals to prove points where people die. Don't even think twice about it. We use wars to prove points, to make money where people die and don't even think twice about it. You know, Stalin said one death is a tragedy. A million deaths is a statistic. How many people have died because the left wants to prove a point? How many people have died because the left wants to defund real cops? I'm not talking about, quote, cops like the ones in Uvalde. How many people have died because of this insanity and this madness of the defund the police movement in Biden's administration? How many people have died because Soros-funded district attorneys refuse to prosecute criminals? How many people are going to die in the next few months because Soros-funded district attorneys refuse to prosecute criminals? Our own John Crusoe lets them go has said he will not prosecute anybody 
under the new abortion laws. So is the district attorney of Austin, Texas, and several other uh, liberal enclaves in Texas. Denton County's done it too. The failure of law and order starts with the failure of the DAs to prosecute the guilty, to prosecute the accused. Okay, innocent until proven guilty, but you don't get proven guilty if you're not even prosecuted at all. We have a new system now, and the new system is if you speak out against the system, you get prosecuted. If you steal, murder, rape, or do anything else under the cover of being on the left, you get a slap on the back and a go do it again. So where do we go from here? Once again, we got to follow the money. Who is getting these people elected? Your local elections matter as much or more as your national elections. A local DA who is not going to do his job because he's beholden to the left is going to do more damage to you and your family than a fake president, a city councilman, a chief of police of your school district can do more damage to your family than a fake president. We got to look at those numbers. Who's paying for those candidates? And who's paying for the foot soldiers like Salvador Sally Ramos to come down from the Canadian border, buy guns that would have never been available in that town with money he didn't have, and go in and kill all those kids while 19 fully armed, fully trained Police officers stood by and let it happen. And what about that little girl who bled to death? If she hadn't had to lay there bleeding for 50 minutes, would she still be alive? Thank you for listening. I am the Evil Lawyer. You are not. www.evillawyersguide.com Hashtag Trust me, I'm a lawyer. Hashtag this is on purpose. Hashtag America last. See you next week.